Hi, I'm Cliff. And I'm Susan. And welcome to the Cliff and Susan podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the process of writing and pitching your songs. In Nashville and beyond, right? It is the episode 33. Yes. 33rd episode. It's like a lucky number, I think. I guess. And uh, we have to be honest, we started this podcast yesterday. We recorded about 10 minutes and we realized that we didn't have our audio connected the right way. It's totally my fault. So we're going to be pumping out two today. We're going to do this one this morning and then we're going to give another one later this evening. So so we can get caught up. Um, We uh, did not want to put out what we recorded last night. I looked down and the the cord was not connected and it was like, oh man. And then Cliff had to go to bluegrass band rehearsal. So anyway, um, but the things that we did talk about and like i said like he said we're going to talk about releasing songs writing to release um the process from the idea to writing to demoing then the pitch to nashville or wherever you're pitching you can pitch other places yeah how to pitch and, and how to pitch and how he's doing it and uh the current state of that process as we are in february of 2021 and um so there's some interesting things that i've been watching cliff do and i really this was inspired by me watching him really grind it out every week writing songs co-writing on zoom and then pitching to nashville and i thought it'd be a cool little glimpse into how he's doing that and some of the success and momentum we have yeah and if you haven't heard if you haven't heard of us, if you haven't watched our, listened to our podcast, we are a one married music duo. One day you can watch. Du- yeah. One, one day we'll be we'll, watching. We'll be there. Just listening now. But we are a married music duo. We uh, tour internationally, used to before COVID. Uh, we have a production company, Big Red Dog Productions. We also uh, came up with Yodaloo Country produ- Music and Festival. Yeah. Yeah. And th- on that. Yeah, I guess we didn't just come up with it. Uh, we did. It came out of my brain, yeah. out of our brains. Just a weird way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we founded, co-founded, and launched the um, Yodaloo Music and Arts Festival in 2019, pivoted to vir- completely virtual last year in September, and one of the things we just found out is that we are up for Promoter of the Year um, with the Arkansas yeah. Country Music Awards. So we are nominated. There's five nominees in each category, and we want to shout out to all of our fellow Arkansas CMA nominees. Um, it's it's a fun, exciting year, and right. we will be hopefully in person this year on June seventh at the University of Central Arkansas, my alma mater. Yeah, and uh, we'll be there, and hopefully um, in person and dressed up. We got voting it. voting will begin soon so, on March first uh, through the fourteenth. Uh, there yeah, is keep a, up with a our com- socials on how uh, to do that. We'll yeah, so have you a can link for you. Follow us at Cliff and Susan on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and all of that. All right, so enough on that. Let's talk about let's talk about this this uh, this pitch that you. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll, we'll talk a little bit about SPP. So this is the membership program that I'm a part of and who I use for pitching. But I wanted to back up and talk about the beginning process. Oh, just the... Uh, the, the, From the beginning to the end. So let's save that until let's... I remember when we were recording this last night, we were kind of talking about how you come up with the idea and do you have some forethought? Because I have some questions. Like, do you have some forethought about when you sit down and write, are you writing with the pitch in mind? Are you writing, and with your producer and arranger's brain, are you listening to what's current on the radio and then applying that to your writing style and direction? And how does that come to you on that? Yeah, so um, basically when I start a write, depending on if I'm just writing solo or with a co-write, the most recent one that I've just pitched actually was a co-write with Corey Jackson and he kind of had an idea for a title and there was nothing really in mind. So back up. Y'all were like, let's write. 
That's right. With yeah. And Corey's an artist, um, fantastic artist, and he is writing for his current project. So that could have been could have gone his direction. He could still record this, right? Or yeah, yeah. And, was, and, I, and I ask him that, but uh-huh. then kind of jumping ahead. But okay, yeah, we, we we shared our music when he had come over one time to our house, and so y'all decided uh, to write together, right? And then you did it on Zoom. Yes. Usually right. meet in person, but he lives in, even even if it wasn't COVID, he lives in Jonesboro, yeah. so it's easier to do on Zoom. It's like a two and a half Which hour I think is a great like thing that. to hear because people can collaborate across the world now with Zoom yeah. and co-write and have a really successful song. And I've also done that with Ashton Barbary lately, uh, and she's in Fayetteville. Yes. Uh, so, so it's a long drive. So Zoom is great um, to write with. People. So he had so an idea. He had the idea for it, uh, just a song title. That's all he had. So um, <laughs> I had started, kind of took that title, and I was I had a little melody in my head from just the title. Um, it 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 happens with most songwriters. I mean, sometimes when you just hear a phrase, you kind of automatically hear a melody for it. And um, I don't know if that's how. It happens with everybody, but most of the time, that's how I hear it. And so, I kind of came up with the first half of the chorus, and then we built off of that, got the song finished after about... Two or three writes, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. about two, two, three writes. So, uh, and that was over like two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a shared document. If you If you write with somebody, I think the best thing to do is either use a shared note from your iPhone or a Google Doc. Google Doc is the best way to do it. You can both make changes in real time. And you also can on the shared note mm-hmm. if you have uh, an iOS device, if you have an iPhone. Uh, they, you actually can make changes and update, and it automatically sends it uh, in, in live. So that's a really cool way to do it. And obviously, Google Doc is probably the way to go if you have a laptop to use so um getting into the arrangement and yeah so i'm you know what what other questions did you have well my question is jump ahead of your when when you're i mean some people may just write for for writing and therapy or or just writing to get this idea out but when you're writing for pitch in mind or do you write for pitch in mind right i mean i that's kind of like let's let's pretend that you are writing for pitch in mind which i know that you are right now that's kind of your focus is to pitch to either get a cut on a major artist yeah um, release or with synchronization license, the sync license world yeah. where you get it on a TV, film, Netflix, commercial, whatever. So with that, beginning with the end in mind, how do you, and, and I know you're special because you have the production side, your brain thinks in full arrangement. So when you're writing, are you thinking that way or do you let that happen later? Well, interestingly enough, even before I ever thought about, like even before I met you, before I, like when I first started writing, mm-hmm. um, I always, I never wrote out of just self uh, experience, yeah. really. I know, because I always ask you, where'd you come up with that? Is that about me or something you've gone through? Yeah. And you're like, no, I, I just. I think maybe two songs have been about a thing that happened, and that's it. <laughs> and one of them was the song that I wrote you on the fiddle. <laughs> and, it, and it has no words. It's it has just no a words. beautiful um, Spanish yeah, so inspired. Maybe, yeah. maybe one, I will say, and I've told you this before, one of the songs. Did you write for that girl and she never talked to you And then she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be cool and like she would be like, oh, that's so sweet. But then she was like, meh. Yeah, I was like, you, okay, I guess that was too much. Maybe I shouldn't have gone that far. <laughs> I think you had the wrong one is what yeah, I think. I guess so. <laughs> anyway, so she seemed really interested in my music at the time, but I guess not. So I, I, I always kind of 
like wrote a song and I was like, that sounds like this artist and mm-hmm. he would be great for mm-hmm. it. And I, I didn't even know that I would be in a place that I could actually pitch to these artists. So that's so years ago you were already doing that. And so thing. you were listening to current radio or had certain artists in yep. mind and you were thinking, putting your brain in that, that space of writing for that, that yep. sound, that style, that arrangement. Yeah, and um, yeah, the arrangements are basically what I hear um, just as I write. I kind of, I, I was a drummer first and then started picking up a lot of other instruments and I play uh, just a wide variety of, of instruments. So I kind of hear uh, the placement of those instruments in the songs that I write and what what could go where and and just have an arrangement in my head as I finish the song. I'm like, oh, this is, this is going to be good because I can hear it. Um, so what I'll usually do is come in here to well well in here let me let me back up i want to talk about something real quick before we get to that next because i know where you're headed because there's a step process that he goes through and i just want a little glimpse into this if you're not an artist but also if you are an artist so when you sit down to write um it's kind of an unspoken it it shouldn't have to be spoken i think but it probably needs at least be set you know if you're writing with another person you're going to split that 50 50 if you intend to not share that uh, and that's kind of just an unwritten thing like if you're in nashville and you sit down in a room with three people or four people it's 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 understood it's going to be an equal split. Even if you came up with 90% of the words, that person is in the room with a guitar yep. trying to help or whatever. Well, and, but, and the thing is, with even for an example, um, one of my uh, real good buddies, Heath, he'll send me lines mm-hmm. uh, all the time for, mm-hmm. for songs. And he sent one. There's a song that I had written called Real Love. Mm-hmm. And he sent me the first line, which was... Uh, well, I guess it could have been any part of line, but he sent, um, I found an old shoebox full of our love letters that you wrote in junior high. And he wrote that because it was actually something that happened. Mm-hmm. He, his wife, Cammy, he found a shoebox of love letters that she had written mm-hmm. him in high school. And I literally was like, well, okay, well, there's a song. Uh, so he, I, I think in that afternoon like i was working at larry's pizza and i was just like working that in my head uh writing it it down in my notes and uh, by the time i got home i had written the song and yeah so if he hadn't sent me that that's all he wrote Mm-hmm. that's it and he's i think you know that. you could you could was, have had that conversation with him hey do you want a cut of this or you know depending on because that's a special situation where but an, that's 50 percent because but you, i i think you're being a good person for that for sure and i think but the main th- the con the 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 point i want to make is that you need to make sure that it's understood and mostly yeah. if they contributed they're going to get an equal share divided about however many people were on that unless you have someone that comes in and just finishes off a little bit and you want to say, hey, you know, this is really done, but I'd love to, you know, and that's kind of like a special case. Like you just need to make sure it's understood up front. Yeah. That, and, and anyway, so that's kind of how that works. Yeah, and there are certain words that are like filler words that mm-hmm. that won't count. Right. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. If, but you, it needs if someone to be says, said. no, you should say the, the instead of they, you know, yeah. just some... So simple thing. Uh, and the artist, if you decide to record it a little bit different, you got to get the permission from. The yeah, songwriter. and so uh, I'll I'll say this with with the right with Corey. Uh, obviously, I asked him. You know, if, if you'd like to, would you like to record the song, or would you rather just us pitch it to mm-hmm. an artist? And mm-hmm. he was he was like, well, I'm just fine with pitch, pitching it. Mm-hmm. And this is before I even demoed it. Uh, so um, so yeah. So all of that is the back end and the agreement whether it's a gentleman's agreement or a split sheet and you sign things and i mean but it's understood that you're going to get 
fifty percent of the songwriter and fifty percent of yeah. the publisher, and that's how it's registered right mm-hmm. now. For Correct, and then you go employees. to your performing rights organization after you write the song and you do the copyright as well. So you've got two steps there where you go make sure that it's taken care of from with the Library of Congress. You've got your copyright and you've got the song registered with the um, corresponding. So you're with ASCAP and he's with BMI. So you made sure all of that was messed or uh, put in the system through ASCAP mm-hmm. and it's registered. And so good job. Awesome. So next step is you demo. And yep. most um, most artists these days have a way to demo, but some may not. So let's talk about where you are right now with... Now, this is an interesting situation right now because we don't have our full-on production studio built yet. We're in the middle of moving. We had... He was set up and produced albums and whatnot in Little Rock when we were at our former place, and now we're in. We're about to build out the studio. So we have your smaller makeshift situation yeah. here. So tell me what you're doing to demo these All right, these songs. so it, it is super simple for you artists out there. It does not take much... I highly recommend, uh, as a DAW, using Studio One. What is a DAW? A DAW is the interface that you use to do your recording. There's Pro Tools, there's Logic, there's Fruity Loops, there's all Garage kinds. GarageBand. Yeah, I don't really well, anyway. necessarily recommend GarageBand, but there are very many people that use GarageBand for demos, mm-hmm. and that's fine, too. Yeah, I think you can get a pretty um, decent one on there. And, yeah, you can just use GarageBand. If that's, on, if that's what you got, then use it. Question um, on do the, does a demo and when we say demo, this is what you're getting the song packaged and ready to pitch it to Nashville or someone who's going to help get this in front of either an artist, a big name, or their management or their producer, so they can consider this song for um, that artist to sing, record, and yeah. release under their it's, name. It's a reference and it's it's not a mastered track. It's not anything. So you can you can do it on a budget. But it needs yeah. to, I'm sure there's some standards, like you could send in a demo, just a, a vocal guitar. Yes, you can. So I, I've done that with many of my songs, just vocal and guitar. And uh, the only reason I started doing some fully produced ones is because that we've, uh, or I've checked on the hit list with, with my membership that I'm a part of. Uh, they have a weekly hit list and everything that and you're seeing who's getting yeah holds. And, and it can see you can see who's getting holds and it has a link to those songs mm-hmm. and you can listen to them and, and the ones that are getting held and getting cut are ones that are fully produced and i think that it really helps and here's the thing it depends on who they're pitching to because they can pitch to either the the producer them their manager or the artist and it maybe depends all, on who I'm, they I'm have. sure they all at some point listen to it. But. Probably so, but it depends on who they have a meeting with that time. And so, as an artist, I think the artist would probably like to hear a fully arranged, because they want to hear how it's going to sound with their voice on it and just hearing a, a fully produced, it, it, they, it's got the energy and everything. Right, that they need I think it, so. that what I've heard also is you just want to keep it, you don't want to be too distracting or too right. definitive, but some of these obviously are, you've already got the, the lyric or the musical hooks and everything kind of defined. Yeah, so and that's, maybe that's that important. No, mm-hmm. they, they want, it, it's more important if there's a musical hook. Mm-hmm. If Not, that, and don't, don't leave that out, okay. you know. Right. Use your creativity. Put that musical hook because that's that's important. That's what so, they want to hear. So uh, for those who are listening, musical hook is like a definitive like thing. The beginning of Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. That's a that's a musical hook. Very and then definitive. A lyrical hook. Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, that's, that, their that's lyrical the hook. lyrical hook. So there's two two hooks there, and and Cliff is really good at coming up with. Uh, many times you come up with the musical hook before uh, yeah, you do I, the I lyrical. Yeah, I almost always do a, a so that's, musical hook. First, so you integrate the, that into you 
you've got drums, bass, guitar. Yeah, I keep it pretty sparse. Vocals. I mean, I don't... And with some background vocals. So yeah, so when I do a demo, that's all I add is just... Can we pull one up while... Um, can you pull that one up that y'all... Just a little bit of that one? Uh, Maybe. Okay, yeah, sure. keep talking. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up. Go oh, you, you're going to pull it up. I can okay. do it, yeah. Uh, so with demoing, like I said, I, I just do uh, a drum track, bass, electric guitar, and maybe some fill guitars if it's needed, uh, and then the vocals and background vocals. So I keep it pretty sparse. I don't, I don't add like B three and a lot of a, a ton of stacked vocals or horn arrangements or anything crazy fiddle. I could add fiddle, dobro, or banjo, but I, I want to keep it sparse. That way, they can they can hear the song and it doesn't distract from from what I'm trying to sell them. I guess so. Um, uh, back to Studio One, what I use, you can do it very easily as an artist, as an independent artist, that you don't have to spend a lot of money. Uh, get yourself an audio box, a Presonus audio box. I use an older version that's a VSL-22. Uh, it's just a two-channel, and it's it's combo jack, XLR, and quarter-inch, and you can use, you can do stereo miking for a guitar track, and then, or you could, um, you could do both at the same time if you want. So, there are a lot of things that you can do um, with just that small device. And with Studio One, it's a, a really great way to get your stuff out there and recorded. That's all I use for my most recent track. And she's going to pull it up for you here in just a second. If you'll make sure, um, by the way, you're, the dog just ate your glasses. I just saw that. Yeah. That was great. Hey, will you um, pull up the Bluetooth so I can do this? So, yeah, I, I think it's – and I get to sit and watch this, guys. I watch the process happen, and I watch Cliff build – um, and talk to them about the drum tracks because we don't have our full drum set up right now, and so um, in the studio, therefore we can um, we can now uh, he can he can build the drums in. Tell them how you do that because I'm going to misspeak. Okay, so um, there are a lot of softwares that you can use. I obviously I always prefer to use a a real drum track with a real drummer, but. It's not always available. It's not available to me right now. But there are um, three that I recommend the most. One is Addictive Drums. Superior Drummer is probably my favorite. And Easy Drummer. Uh, they're, they're all really, really great drum softwares. They have uh, real sample drum sounds, so they're not, they're not electronic drum sounding. Uh, they're professionally nice recorded drums. Uh, and so you can get a really great drum track just off of that. Another one that I, that I want to talk about, if you do have um, access to a drum kit and you can record your drums, but you just you don't quite have the recording and miking and mixing down just yet, you can get um, Trigger. You can get Steven Slate Trigger. That's a plug-in that you can get, and basically it turns every sound wave into a MIDI file, mm-hmm. so you it it'll split out your your kick drum, your snare, your hi hats, your toms, everything, and you can replace them with very highly um, high quality drum sounds, okay. and get yourself a really good drum sound. And so you can build these drum tracks. And on on this, what she's fixing to show. Where do you want me to start? Uh, and did you connect it? It looks like it's not connected. Oh, let's see. Um, so yeah, on this one you're gonna hear what you did there with the um, with the drum track he built, um, and I am trying to get this connected. So go ahead and talk about while this is connecting. Go ahead and talk about um, after you've got you got this thing demoed. Now you added you did the drums, the bass, 
the guitar, lead vocals, and background, and background vocals. vocals, right? Right. And so um, it's connected now, so I've got that going there. And I want you all to hear this. Do you want me just from the top to hear um, You can start from the top, and then we'll just kind of <clears throat> go forward into that. Okay. All right, so this is what I started with. All right, I don't want to let him hear the whole thing. So about <laughs> about where can I start? Let's see. I'm calling. Oh, I see. Here we go. Right here. I think I know where this waveform. When I'm feeling lonely. Okay, here. Let's let him hear the second verse into the second chorus. Sure. Remember when you said to me you never met a better man. But the drums sound great. And I told you I yeah, would marry you. If I ever had <laughs> a chance But no matter what yeah, I said to you You never saw what's right in front of you And he's pitched this one again You see it all now Was there ever any doubt or Don't you think that it would be So yes, I love this song. I hope you guys like that one. But he's got a lot of them. And this one just was the most recent one that I thought we could share real quick. I put him on the spot. So thank you for sharing that. Cause I, That's I didn't all right. I, I think the volume was a little bit too high at first. And well, hopefully it didn't sound bad. Well, but, um, yeah, yeah so that one, that one is just me. Uh, and now if you don't, if you're not multi-instrumental, um, then you can, I'm sure you've got some friends around you that maybe well, can. Not, and, and look, you can do, and you got, okay, so I want to back up. That, that sounds really fancy. All of that right there to me, it's like, that sounds good. Right. But you have pitched just a vocal guitar and had some put on hold. Yes. So I want to I want to make people understand. But I also understand. spent time making them sound good too. Yes. Yeah, so you, you, you just, want a you quality just, recording, right? You didn't just throw it up on your on your on your, your iPhone. iPhone and send <laughs> it in. Um, you you did spend some time recording just the vocal guitar through your system, and you EQ'd things and made it sound, um, you know, just a vocal guitar production. So, um, yeah. No, I mean, I think. What are you doing now? You're going to show another uh, one? I was going to see if I could find one more on here. Just that's vocal guitar. Uh, see if you can find that Lay It On Me uh, in files. Because uh, I, I do want to also just bring up that one song there. Okay, I will do that right yeah, now. Yeah, you could do it on the computer, too. No, I'm going can... to no, put it over here. Okay. Yeah, because if I put it over here, it'll it'll just make sure that it comes through. Now, what what is it that you're wanting to show on this one? Yeah, so I'm going to show them just a, a version that's just vocal guitar, and this one has been put on hold uh, with a couple different artists. So um, one of the artists was Parker McCollum. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Parker McCollum, but um, he is an up-and-coming artist, and it was great, on hold. Great artist. So I'm going to play a little bit of this one here. Yeah.
girl, why you look so sad? Honey, tell me why you feel so bad. Is it about a more than broke your heart? Never thought you'd let it get that far. Just a bad day, you couldn't take any more of it all. Don't be shy, just let it all out. Let the words fall out of your mouth. So that one was one that it was just vocal guitar, and that's all I did on that one. And that one also yep. got put on hold a couple times. Yeah, so um, maybe one day it'll get cut. Hold yeah, on. and I, I think that one actually lends itself well to just being an acoustic kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure your brain hears the full of, arrangement. <laughs> well, and it's still there. It wouldn't be far away from that that chill vibe. Mm-hmm. So um, that so. that one to me is almost already very near what the arrangement would feel yeah. like in, in energy, I guess is what right. I'm saying. So um, anyway, well, cool. So you got the song, you wrote the song, you demoed the song. Um, one last thing on demoing, you know, we can help you if you're here in Arkansas yeah. or even if you're not in Arkansas and you want to work with Cliff, he can help you demo your songs um, for a very reasonable rate. You have to work that out with him. I don't speak for him on those, um, but you can work with studios and get demos done and um, you can go to Nashville and get, um, you know, a package deal for somewhere around six to eight hundred dollars a song um for and those are almost like radio ready but um you're going to pay a little bit more if you're wanting to actually cut it and release it radio so there's there's a demo rate in nashville and then there's an actual radio ready mastered situation um so last step is pitching it so i what i do is work with spp song placement pros and uh i've been with them for about seven months or so Mm -hmm. uh and and we discovered them a year ago almost going on a year it was in march of last year when we started headed to nashville one of our goals before covid was march of last last year right no last year Uh, yeah so it's only been a year and what happened was we were we went to see lala deaton our friend in nashville and we we made a plan a goal for ourselves to hit nashville every four to six weeks do co-writes and that was our plan when we went and stayed with lala and she said i want you to meet ray hamilton in that group and blue Mm -hmm. foley and and they they brought us in and you played for them and that's how we discovered song placement pro yeah so um i'm i'm one of their platinum writers it's just kind of like a higher um tier of membership that that i'm paying for and well so, no you have to be accepted for that. well yeah too yeah it's, yeah it's and and it's a very reasonable subscription base and the reason it's these guys are are songwriters and have been in the music industry for a long time and so it's acting as a publishing gr- company but they are actually for the writer in that the splits are much more um it's better for the songwriter so yeah. i'm not going to get into all the splits and their business model but let's talk about what it's done for you as far as getting in yeah so they, the they will they will give a, a monthly pitch report with uh, just an, a, a smattering of artists because <laughs> uh-huh. it's it's not just country music. Uh, if if you're more a rock artist, I mean there there are some, they even have Rat the '80s hair band. <laughs> they've they've got um, a lot of clients that they work with uh, to provide music for them. They've got uh, Billie Eilish, Ariana, Ariana Grande. Um, Charlie Puth, so they they've got a lot of pop and rock artists as well as country artists. So and they also have sync placement, and on, they also uh, have sync. Another. And we'll talk about that yeah. because I'm, there are some songs, and you can get your songs played on TV commercials or in films, independent films, on video a games, Netflix series. On, yeah, Risky Myers on Facebook, Yellowstone, Come Facebook, on Apple, Netflix. They have these little uh, songs and kind of jingles in between uh, little commercials that they use. And that can get you a lot of um, mm-hmm. 
Sync, sync placement right now is that you get a lot of money up front. You get yep. your money up front, and then you make royalties on the back end many times. So, um, so there there are some songs that I'm working on to to do for sync uh, that I'll, that I'll pitch. But for the most part, I write songs and I'll, I'll pitch the songs to them. So I I pick uh, up to four artists is what you can do is you, mm-hmm. you choose based four on artists the list that, that they release monthly, right? And and they'll pitch it to those four artists. And so for you. they're making you do a little homework. They're saying, who do you think this would be good for? Yeah. And you get a little blurb and you say, this is why I think it would go for these four. My top pick is one, two, three, and four. You leave your notes in that process, and then they go and then they they report back in a few weeks and let you know, give you feedback. And um, one of the things I want to talk about about SPP is they, um, if you go to songplacementpros.com, let me make sure that's the correct um, website. Yeah, songplacementpros.com. You can check them out. Um, they have, it's not, they they don't just pitch songs for artists who are songwriters who have great songs. They also help any level to yeah. grow and do the best they can with their talents and their songwriting, grow and develop that yeah, songwriting. They'll give you great feedback uh, on, you can, on yeah, what you could do to improve on your songs. They or, have a lot of resources. So yeah. it's not just, um, I think it's it's kind of like an incubator in a way for um, for songwriters to get in and have a way, a, a clear path and communication with the team there in Nashville to grow your songwriting and then a, with the ultimate goal of getting a, a, a placement. So um, I, I like that about them and they're just good guys over there in Nashville, good friends of ours. So, um, but anyway, so then after you pitch it, you wait, and then there's... Yeah, there's kind of a, um, a step process of, you know, you you pitch it, it's under review, it's under consideration, uh, then it they, they'll they re-listen to it, and it's kind of in like a... in with 20 other songs. Uh, if they narrow it down to 10 songs, that's when they put it on hold with these 10 other mm-hmm. songs, or I say 10, it could be a different number, right. but it's a, it's a smaller number, mm-hmm. uh, number of songs. And so out of those 10 songs, they might pick three that they want to mm-hmm. cut. And so then they're going to cut it, but that doesn't mean they're releasing it. Mm-hmm. If they cut it, I guess you'll probably get some mechanicals. Uh, yeah, and, we and, haven't quite made it there, but right. yeah, but then, then the actual release. And then, the yes, if they release it, mm-hmm. then you're good. Okay. You, so... We, I just wanted Cliff to share what he's doing right now with you guys because I thought it's super cool to watch this process on the back end and with the ultimate goal of maybe one day hearing a big artist cut these songs and to have known I was sitting here watching yeah. and I wanted y'all to get a little glimpse into the process. Um, and then, you know, my question is, why don't you cut them yourself, Cliff? That was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. And, like release them yeah. myself? Yeah. Because uh, I'm not confident in myself. <laughs> <laughs> So is it a business play or a confidence play or both? It's um, both probably. Because I think, and, and, you know, it, and this has, this comes down to what your long-term goals are individually. And I'm not speaking just in broad, in a broad sense, like you or whoever is writing. Um, I I know there are, I think it, I I, I don't want to misspeak, but I think it was Bruno Mars or one of the guys um, that made it big and they were pitching songs and then the labels were hearing them, and they were like, "Why is this guy not an artist?" And then they signed him as an artist. So I thought that I, I don't, I don't think it was Bruno Mars. It was another artist in that in that genre. But um, probably Charlie Puth, something like that. Well, I don't know, but so if by the way, Charlie Puth, uh, amazing um, arranger, mix engineer. Um, it, obviously, y'all know him as the pop singer. But um, if you listen to his song "Attention." Um, he did that entire mix in his bedroom 
just like I'm doing now. But I will say he had some really high quality gear. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, you've got some good gear. Not right now in front I, of I, us. I, is... I believe there was someone that, that helped co-mix. But it's, I mean, all of the tracks were recorded. That's that's pretty cool. Bedroom. Well, I was, I was listening to major producers the other day on that sync call, um, that sync boot camp that we were listening to. And the big guys are now just in their living yeah. room bedrooms sometimes or in their, yeah. and their what, home what, studios what i'm doing is called mixing in the box uh-huh. uh i'm not using a lot of hardware when i'm out in the studio there are some hardware uh that i'm using uh certain hardware compressors preamps uh and things of that nature but other than that i i'm right now i'm just using a small interface so that's that's all you need to get started um so we're this is gonna this has been a lengthy kind of wordy episode. Yes, no, so we're gonna, I think it was great though. I, yeah, I really I mean, want to hear There's a lot of information, this. and we were kind of loose on some of things trying to get our phone connected and all that. But and and our dog, um, our poodle ate Cliff's glasses during this episode. Yeah. So so um, it's it's been productive. <laughs> Now I think he's sick under the bed. So who knows? Uh, but you guys, we we love you. We uh, thank you for listening and tuning in. If you have ever any questions, you can always hit us up on DMs on the Instagram and Facebook Cliff and Susan page. Um, you can also text us at 501-456-4114. Um, that comes straight to our, our phones and we can uh, answer you there. Um, we will talk to you later today. We're going to release two today to get caught up. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs>